this is Pondering Pluton with Ajashiro Taro and Hachimitsu Boy. I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host, Neve. Hi, I'm Neve. We're really spacing out these senses here. This is a lighthearted and uproarious comedy that's dedicated to Eiji Nonaka's manga series, Kermite High School. And today we are continuing our <laughs> read-through of Volume 2 with Chapter 40, When Doves Cry. Um... I think this is my favorite chapter title so far. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. It's very I w- evocative. Yeah. I wonder why. And the chapter actually has doves in it. It does. Do, yeah, so I don't know if they really the cry, problem. though, but... I mean, it is an emotional chapter. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a lot of twists and turns. Uh, yeah. And Mass Takanuchi goes through... Uh, I, I would say... He's he's going through quite an emotional journey. Um, actually, going back a number of chapters, uh, but we just I don't we haven't really drawn attention to it. Yeah, uh, I think we've been focused on other parts of the the manga really well um, while this arc has been going on. Um, you know, honing in on like some of the other details of the manga pretty yeah. closely, like the angel halo. <laughs> yeah right like the angel halo <laughs> yeah and the whole arc with like shakti yeah exactly um yeah. and i was just thinking like <laughs> still obviously we're talking about kramati high school um, yeah but after after our conversation last time um i so badly wanted to just like continue on the train of thought that we were having uh because i feel like we we're really getting to the core of I'm going to I'm going to drop the the bit that we're talking about Crow High right now. Um cuz we've made that mistake before. I know not to uh yeah. we're talking about uh Victory Gundam. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean like- there there is actually like an emotional arc that's happening with Mass Takanochi here. Um but before we go into the thing that you're saying, I I'll just quickly say I was reading this being like, oh, there's some resonance here with like the iron-blooded orphan stuff we've done around like masks and in- intentions and like the various ways that people see Mass Takanochi and like the ways that he understands himself. Um Yeah. I think it's actually <clears throat> like thematically rich chapter for for a comedy manga. I totally agree. Um, and it's actually really clever the way that like, so of course we get like the joke of mass Takenochi replacing the real Takenochi and then like no one noticing. Uh, in spite yeah. of the fact that he's like, obviously he's wearing a mask. Um, and he's like an adult man. Yeah. And he's like 30 plus years old. Um, and so it's kind of like a variation on the Mikazawa uh, like bit type where there's just like something obviously uh, absurd or like different uh, yeah. going on. And then no, and there's like a oblivious. little bit of an inversion where like there, are, there are a couple people who see the, the like um, mistake that's being made or the like confusion that's happening, but it is not Mekazawa. Mekazawa seems to believe in the same way. Whereas this, <laughs> it's like specifically like an internal thing that's like and no one more else directly engaging with masks, like the, the internal self that you, you have. And then like, you feel like people aren't actually seeing that they're seeing like the mask that you wear um, it is happening here. But yeah, it, it is. Nobody else notices it. Only he seems to notice this. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so unlike Mikazawa, where it's like Hayashida and uh, um, Kamiyama are like yeah. kind of aware of it, but then they their awareness, like, you know, their disbelief is like the fluctuations in that as they like continues to be affirmed that, you know, Mikazawa is like not a robot. Yeah, then and they, they begin joke. to, like, come around to this, like, position of, um, like, uh, of acceptance, even if it's not necessarily, like, what they are seeing or how they directly feel, that, like, uh, this is, like, how Megazawa sees himself, like, you know, this is how, like, other people are interacting with him, like, we should try to respect that, and then that gets, like, tested, you know, in the, the, uh, electronics store scene yeah Um, it gets blown up and like flipped again yeah uh Um, but like it's almost you know ultimately reaching a point of like it's indistinguishable like there's like acceptance or like entertaining it yeah versus like truly believing it and just like accepting it as reality it almost becomes like there's like a a dissolution of that boundary yeah Uh, but yeah so like we have that bit type and then we get Mass Takenuchi where, like, as you point out, uh, the conflict, the tension is, like, within him, <laughs> knowing that something is wrong, uh, yeah. and then no one else does. Uh, and then we get, like, around that, we get, like, a bunch of legitimate character development uh, yeah. where he's, like, struggling with guilt over, um, you know, not only, like, being feeling like an imposter or whatever – being an imposter, um, but also like uh, his crimes. He's struggling with guilt over his crimes. Uh, he's struggling with guilt over leaving the real Takenochi. Like he's not certain about <laughs> the real Takenochi's fate. Yeah. Um, which, uh, but then you know, also it, has this like temptation that he's struggling with of like. But also, I've been given a shot to, like, have another life. Like, I, I am an adult who, like, went through all of these mistakes in my life. And it's got to this point where I'm, like, thinking about how, like, I'm having these regrets about my crimes and things like that. But also, I have been given this opportunity to, like, go back to high school and get, like, another start at, like, yep. trying to become adult an adult and maybe becoming, like, this time let me try being, like, a decent human being. Um and then having like the tension of the the old man who's there at the park who seems to legitimately see like that core of him the the like uh internal struggle he's having and the fact that he is like fundamentally a decent guy who's like in having these struggles about his past is like uh in this moment decent and like wanting to do good um Turning but then his also life yeah but then also like still not recognizing the mask. Yeah. Um, and that's revealed at the very end after like this heavy, emotionally charged, like, yeah. you know, uh, like epiphanic conversation that they're having where he's like, <laughs> Bass Takenuchi is so inspired by like the idea of this old man, like seeing him for like who he is and in this moment that he's in. Yeah. Um, and he's like finally inspired to like fully commit to uh, like, oh, I'm going to live a peaceful life, like a just, good, peaceful life, um, so on and so forth. And then it being revealed, like, right at that moment that he's uh, so inspired that the guy just, like, thinks that his mask is his face. 
like doesn't yeah. re- he doesn't realize that he's wearing a mask at all. Um, um, and then he's like, I couldn't bring myself to tell him that I'm wearing a mask. Um, yeah, which now that we like go through this, <laughs> uh, it is funny, but it's also like deeply tragic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that like this whole arc happens. <clears throat> and then um, the like true master stroke <laughs> of this chapter where like the ultimate absurdist payoff of like crow eyes comedy comes in when like the wrestlers show up out of nowhere and they're like, realize that he's wearing a mask. They're the first people to realize he's wearing a mask. And like, but for that reason, they like think he's someone he's not. Yeah. They think that he (laughs) is like, you know, one of the masked wrestlers in their group who is like a newbie and is like feeling, you know, nervous about, um, you know, going into the ring and everything. And then like genuinely trying to support him through that thinking that he just like has cold feet. Um, and then we keep getting the like reiteration, which is also a thing that's like pushing towards like maybe in a, a reshaped thing, but like his delinquent life now being put into like the professional wrestling, but it is still about like fighting is the way of life. And you like, you talk by fighting in the ring. That's how you talk to another person. Um, and so then it just ends with him being like, I'm telling you, you've got the wrong guy. and like punching him. Um, <laughs> they're supposed to be tag team partners. So they're all shocked by this. Uh, and then of course the, the comedic reveal at the very end, that the actual masked wrestler, uh, he's at Karate high school and they think that it's Takanuchi. <laughs> um, yeah. The other layer of this that I love is but the recognize that-, that the mask is different. That's a really funny detail. too. <clears throat> Uh, the other detail that I love about this is like when Mass Takanochi actually gets pulled like into the whole wrestling thing, um, the like <clears throat> the elements of him like even as he's like protesting it, he's going along with it. Yeah. Um, like there's the uh, there's the little uh, note like changed outfits anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Where he's like, I keep telling you, you've got the wrong person. Why won't you listen to me? But he's like changing into the wrestling garb. Yeah. Uh, which I feel like is a, a really funny, um, uh, like riff on all of these uh, layers that we're talking about. Uh, and then like the reassertion, this kind of like inverted reassertion of like uh, the obliviousness bit. Yeah. Where, like, the wrestler is, like, just completely, like, oblivious to, he keeps telling him over and over again that it's not, like, <laughs> that he's not the actual guy. And the wrestler is yeah. just, like, not hearing it and continuing to believe that yeah. he and is. It's also the scenario of, like, he has not been saying this at the high school. He's not been saying this to like the, the crow high students that he's been hanging out with all this time. He hasn't been saying you've got the wrong guy. I'm not Takanochi here. He is saying it, but not being listened to. Um, yeah. And finally, after like, especially after the whole like arc that we've gotten over multiple chapters of him, like internally struggling with this, like admission and then eventually coming to a piece with it. And like, oh, this is an opportunity to like turn my life around. He finally accepts it and is like, you know, fully grateful for it. And then he's put into a position where he just like has to completely drop it. Um, 
like go back all the way to like or uh <clears throat> completely reverse it and yeah. like try to give that up but then that's not listened to uh and then he's like forced into this uh you know such a contradictory lifestyle or such a contradictory situation from what he had just like affirmed. Yeah. Uh, in his like, epif- you know, his epiphany moment. Uh, yeah, this chapter is, is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then again, I want to return to the, like the very small, but funny statement, like the final line of this, which is, and your mask is different too, which is Kamiyama saying it to the masked wrestler who they are mistaking for Mask Takanochi, who is the person that they're mistaking for Takanochi. But that line revealing in a way that has like not been suggested by anything up to this point, that they are aware that the person who is with them is wearing a mask at all times. <laughs> yeah, and therefore like they're not deceived by the mask. They it's not that they like think it's Takanochi, like the th- they don't notice the mask like they just think it's Takanochi wearing a mask yes <laughs> and now they're just noting that the mask is different <laughs> uh yeah this is a truly amazing uh chapter yeah and the uh the illustrations in this chapter are great as well um yeah <laughs> there are so many uh like the the dynamic panels, especially second to last one, when they're like fighting in the ring. Yeah. Uh, the musculature is great. Um, and the facial expressions. I feel like the, <clears throat> the mix of emotions in this like second to last panel where we're like, you deduce that, uh, Takenuchi, they've like just gotten in the ring and sorry, not Takenuchi. Mass Takanuchi. Yeah. Um, just like they're supposed to be on the same team, but he just immediately begins attacking this guy. It was like supposed to be his teammate and like yelling that he's the wrong guy. Um, and then the guy's expression, is just like conveys exactly what you would expect it to be of just like confusion. Uh, and like, um, a certain like betrayal. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? like betrayal, confusion, uh, and then just like alarm. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's suddenly being attacked. Uh and then even with the mask, like Mask Takanochi's expression is so good here. Where it's just like the the like raw indignation of everything. Yeah. Like everything that's just happened to him is just like pouring out in this moment. And he's like, <laughs> uh, you know, all these different levels of like rage, uh, as he's just immediately going back and like, uh, unleashing this violence that he's like sworn off. Yeah. Uh, it's a great, great panel here. Um, yeah, this is, a. Uh, the way the humor is structured here and then like, I feel like this is just, this chapter is such a good example of like what Crow High can be when it is like, when everything is paying off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the like absurd, the absurdity, uh, the like actual character development, um, 
the like the, payoffs on the like incredibly uh like long and complicated <laughs> uh bits that are yeah. like interacting with each other yeah that like part of what's so great about Cromartie high school is that it will it will come up with like a very funny like bit formula but it and it will like iterate and first it will iterate in this way that feels where it's repetitive but not like overly so and mm-hmm. i feel like it always is like three like he doesn't break the rule of threes um, if he's like iterating on it, it's going to happen like three times that you're going to get like a variation on it. That's going to have like a fun little twist, but still going to be like the rough formula. And then there will be some new development that is going to like push it further into this other like new territory. We're also like, it is a chapter that like in isolation. I don't, I feel like people would still like get humor in it, but some of the humor is also coming from like the way that everything before it has informed it. Yeah. Um, but I think it could also stand alone. People could still read it and laugh at it and find humor in it. Uh, and I think that's also like a, a, you know, special balance to hit. Yeah. And it's also like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe this isn't the case for everyone. Cause obviously <clears throat> there are people who don't like crow high or don't like find it funny necessarily. Yeah. Um, and, uh, even though those people are incorrect, uh, I, f- I feel no ill will towards them. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think it's, it's okay just to be like, wrong. Well, yeah, there's no, it, there's no issue with that. Um, especially if you're like, if you don't like Crow High and you're, as long as you're listening to Pondering Futon, you are forgiven. Um, but I think it's or, or, an organic thing as well. Like you don't necessarily have to, um, intellectualize like all of the bits or be like very consciously aware of them um, to just be reading the chapter and like have it hit you and be funny. Yeah. Um, like I think that the cumulative effect of um, some of these like, you know, patterns and like inversions and whatever um if you're going through, like, you don't have to, if you're reading through, for instance, you don't have to notice, like, oh, yeah, this is the, like, bit. Um, you can just kind of, like, read through organically, and then it, it still manages to, like, to come through. Um, and with that, like, cumulative effect. Uh, and I say that because, you know, when I read this chapter preparing for the podcast, I didn't even think about <laughs> all of that that we just discussed, um, you know, some of it, uh, as we started talking about the chapter, I just realized all of the like layering that was happening with it. Yeah. Um, but I was only, you know, consciously aware of like maybe 20%, 25% of that when I was reading it. Uh, and it was still hilarious to me. Um, and now like after we discuss it, now I just know why. Uh, because I'm just like organically, you know, primed for like all of this shit. And then it, it's kind of just happens. Uh, yeah. And it's just like organically funny. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which, yeah. So anyone who, um, who's listening to pondering Puton and, and not reading the manga, um, I, I support you, but, uh, I definitely think. 
Well, I guess I'll just take this moment to say this is a manga that's really worth reading. Um, yeah. It, it's lighthearted and uproarious, and it doesn't, it's easy to read. Uh, and also, like, it will change your life for the better. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I want to stress this because like, I, I think sometimes people are like, oh, you know, we're like reading a chapter at a time um, as we go through this. Where we're at, I think it's still six pages. It's gonna like go up a little bit, but it's like six pages of manga. You can you can so easily do that. You know? <clears throat> yeah, like um, if we wanted to. Um like we would we would barely need to prep for this podcast. We could just read the chapter like, you know, thirty minutes before recording. Um Yeah. Like we could regularly that's, do that. Like that's definitely every single could, time. Yeah, that's something we could regularly do. <laughs> Is like just in a moment where you know maybe I'm like making dinner and my toddler's watching tea, TV, getting ready uh, to record. Yeah, and I just like read it a little bit while I've got like something going on the stove that doesn't need to be like actively tended to, or like maybe I just like uh have a little moment where like I have to go to the bathroom and I'll just read the chapter then while I'm going to the bathroom, you know. I could do that. So that's a great place to read. That w- that yeah. would be a great place. Yeah. Um, like a perfect bathroom book. Just like put it on there. Uh, Eiji Nonaka would love that. I think. Yeah. And just like a moment after you like at some point after you listen to the the episode for the chapter that you read, then you're just like sitting there and you're like, oh, I could just read the other one now for for next week. I'll just do that right now. You know. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> Especially if the next chapter is just like it like there's really no dialogue in it and it's really just kind of like noises. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> um, it hasn't happened yet. No, but I mean I just feel like it could with a <coughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't have it right now. Hey! Ah! It's gone! <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it either because uh, I'm I'm just, if it's not obviously apparent, which I hope it's not, uh, I currently have an illness, so uh, I'm not even going to attempt it with my like throat and sinus in this condition. Yeah. Luckily, we have it. Um, the one time that you just like caught lightning in a bottle and got the seal noise. Uh, yeah. There was a time where I was able to do it, um, and uh, asthma just had its effect on me. Um, I feel like if people listen to podcasts, there was a period where, like, uh, my voice... Because I used to have, like, really defensive, um, like, vocal shifting, where I would shift the my voice down really low, which, like, lower than I, I even do now. Um and it was in like this range where it was like it was specifically because they got made fun of for having a high pitched voice um when i was a kid and so i like defensively shifted it lower um and it did like damage to my throat um and then over time especially like during the pandemic where it was very easy for me to practice like not around people like i was basically just talking to like my wife and kid all the time um and not seeing like people at work and stuff where it was like harder when it was every single day that I would go to work and stuff to like break that pattern, um, that like defensive shifting pattern I was doing. And so I sort of broke it and my voice started healing. And then when I got asthma, um, I think the, like the COVID and like asthma and stuff with my throat 
made that stuff worse again. Um, not in that, like, I was, like, always shifting, but that, like... It, it this... aggravated the damage. Yeah. Again. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and so it's a thing where I'm, like, trying to, like, intentionally work on it again. But, um, yeah. But I think what happened in there is the part where I really had the seal noise was just, like, at the height of, like, that stuff had been healed. I have um, it. Now I can feel I have it, it preserved. Yeah. The, you had a very good seal noise recording at one point. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was which... one that I got recently. Uh, it was in the morning, so it probably had, like, the most rest for, <laughs> you know, my throat and everything. Um, that I think Are I, you I like... sent it to you on, like, line. Okay. Um, no, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. But, I mean, it's also preserved, um, I think, maybe in some of the Crow High episodes of, of Ghost Divers. Mm-hmm. I did the seal <clears throat> noise, I think, on mic there. Um it's now occurring to me that someone might be listening and not know what the seal noise is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in which case this would be incredibly confusing. <laughs> ah, I can't do it right now. It sounds something um, like that though. Yeah. It's like a very high pitched, like me sound. It's like if, uh, to just bring it to life for you, it's basically like, imagine the, <clears throat> sorry. Um, <laughs> imagine the sound, if a human was trapped in a seal's body inside of a dream and <laughs> yeah. was like desperate to, uh, to just like cry out, I'm a human. Um, like, please, I'm a human. Um, yeah. But then like only had seal like vocal anatomy. Yeah. Uh, so just like instead just like did a, a, a concise little squeak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you can imagine that <laughs> then you can like probably reconstruct what uh what we're uh what we're attempting here. Yeah. What you're attempting here. I'm not attempting it. Um anyway, I, I think we... I have an attempt on uh Ghost Divers Crow High. Yeah, I think that so. season somewhere. I think you um, may have also tried in a, a line message to me. Um Anything on my end, I think, is lost because that was before the the me losing all of my line history stuff. Although I found some of it uh, was actually saved on my laptop from like a time that I because I don't very often log in online on my laptop, but I sometimes do, and some of that was saved. But it's like not complete, so but I can search through some of that stuff. Um, which is a little bit of a relief, but I wish there was an easy way for me to get that back on my phone. Um, but anyway, well, you've got it now. Cause I sent it back to you, right? Oh yeah. You, you did send me doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I sent you doing yeah. it. I don't know yeah. if I have, if I have me doing it. Um, if we do, we'll, we'll splice it in. Is that, is that possible from a technical um, standpoint? I mean, if you in? if you can just get me the file, then yeah, we can splice it in. Okay, if it exists, it, it will. It's forthcoming. Here, let me let me. Um, can I restart this? Go back. Hey. Yeah, let me try it again. Well, I pushed something. There I am. There we go. I think I have it back. There we go. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Um 
So no need to, if you imagine, uh, when I, when I asked you to imagine three minutes ago, if you did that, I'm sorry, you wasted your effort. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, anyway, uh, do you want to talk about Victory Gundam? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, I think we can, uh, unpack this series sufficiently in our remaining time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I think we left off last episode talking about like, you know, there's a certain, uh, like type of uh like feminism we'll say um yeah that like you you could see the series as advancing um but after we talked i just <clears throat> i started thinking more about it and i really feel strongly that um i think the the series is actually really challenging that um it's like challenging some of these binaries that that you could see it uh advancing um and I think, you know, in the first, the first way, uh, is by making that type of feminism, like an entity in the show and it's like Zonskar. Yeah. Well, I mean there, and there's a specific way that like, uh, the Zonskar stuff is like, um, is reporting this kind of like liberal feminism, but then it's like clearly being used as this cover for men enacting, um, this like continuing violence, but with like a, a matriarch now, um, or like, but I, but I also, both. there, there's still like this way that, um, specifically like, uh, a, a sort of gender essentialist, like that, like part of womanhood is like the giving birth that I think is still to some degree inherent in the show in like the ways that it's thinking so much about, those roles like motherhood um they're they're... thank you for joining us today next time we'll be reading chapter 41 from volume 2 you can get the full schedule at xpart.io slash poton schedule if you have questions for us send them ghostdiverspod at gmail.com you can get early access to episodes of this podcast when others becoming one dollar patron of the network at xpart.io and listen a week before the public feeds or for five dollars you get exclusive bonus episodes of a variety of podcasts on the network uh, including coffee and comic books the podcast where they actually talk about comics most of the time but we actually did that today too Um, if you like this podcast please tell a friend they can find the free feed at xpart.io slash poton or by searching pondering poton on the podcast of choice. If you like listening to us talk, we do a lot more of that over at Ghost Divers, which you can find at export.io slash Ghost Divers by searching for Ghost Divers on your podcast of choice. You can find the show at Ponder Putin on Twitter or just at Putin on Coast. You can find me at Fox Mom Neon on Twitter and Coast, or you can check my pin tweeted and pin chose for the links to all of my ho- podcasts. Uh, where can people find you, Connor? Y'all can find me at Rebelay on uh, Twitter and Coast. And our opening theme is Ninka Nante by Yoshida Takaroto and taking us out Takaroto <laughs> Yoshida Takaro. Uh, I said it weird and then I decided to make fun of it. And taking us out today is When Doves Cry by Prince. Or was this the artist formerly known as Prince? What period was this? This was Prince. Prince in the Revolution. Okay, Prince. Prince. Yeah. Plus dismissed. Covers me.